This podcast is powered by The Plug. Hey guys, welcome to episode six of Beers, Bourbon, Whiskey. Of course, it's your boy Q Lewis holding it down live from the 48205. Got my man Bo in the building. I'll show you. And this week, man, I'm super excited because uh, we got Joe Lewis, all right? We got the Joe Lewis joint right here, and it's called Joe Lewis Champion of Them All, though, right? LeBron Bomber. Exactly, the brown bomber. Hey, look, so it's it's interesting. We we gonna talk about all of this before we actually get into it, though. Uh, there is a connection to Detroit, obviously, uh, with with Joe Lewis, and we'll get into that in just a moment. So it's gonna be kind of uh, near and dear to my heart. I actually learned a couple of things about Joe Lewis that I didn't know uh, today by doing a, a well. Actually, both did a little research because I didn't do anything. Um, so we're going to get right into it in just a moment. Uh, this is again episode number six, so be sure to uh, hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already so that you can see all of the previous episodes uh, from season one as well as season two. Uh, hit that subscribe button and if you haven't seen a bourbon, whiskey, or scotch that we've done on this show that you would like to see, go ahead and put that into the comment box right now and uh, we'll at least consider it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, so as we did last week, we're gonna get like right off into the liquor so that we don't waste uh, too much time. Uh, before we do that though, I know you did a little bit of research on it and I think you kind of said something about uh, where, it, where it came from and everything. Um, but just uh, for the people, what do you anticipate it to actually taste like? I don't know why we do this, because I never get it right. So. <laughs> um, I got to be honest with y'all. Like, I was reading up on it, and I, and I kind of read a little bit about the nose and the palate and whatnot. Oh, you already? Yeah. <laughs> I get just, you know, I was, and I was like, oh, shoot, I should have read that, right? Um, I guess I'll go back to what I was thinking before that. Though. Okay, yeah. I was thinking, like, maybe it's going to have, like, uh, kind of a caramel, maybe smoky finish. Yeah. Uh, probably a little dash of, like, Pepper or something like that, you know what I mean? Pepper. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. You know what I mean? I don't think it's gonna be sweet though. I tell you that. Okay. So I'm probably be disappointed because you know I like sweeter. Yeah. Sweeter yeah. burgers. Might have some caramel taste to it. You know. But we'll see. All right. So real quick, I do want to read the uh, the card that's connected to the uh, to the neck of the bottle. So uh, on the front it says "Keep fighting for your dreams" with a picture of Joe Lewis himself. Uh, on the inside it says Joe Lewis has rise to world heavyweight champion and American hero began when he uh, became a Golden Gloves amateur champion in Detroit. All right, so that's that Detroit connection. Uh, his inspirational legacy lives on through these organizations today that together we support, which is the USA uh, uh, Boxing and Golden Gloves. It says $1 from your purchase supports USA boxing programs and additional funding is provided to Golden Gloves of America through oh, our local sponsorships. All right. You can get drunk and be socially conscious. <laughs> socially conscious, okay. right. That's what's up. <laughs> all right, so let's go ahead and bust it open. Yeah. We'll get to the social Damn, conscious. That's what you do. Man, you breaking all kinds of rules. Oh, we didn't even. Man, see this dude, y'all? Let's, let's put the cat back on there. Yeah, they're going to be the same. But yeah, they're going to be the same, right? Man. <laughs> right, and we got to punch it this time because it's Joe Lewis. Duh. Duh, right? <laughs> hey, look, I was struggling so hard with like, the thing. I didn't even know what this, I was watching you do it. I didn't know what to say. Like, oh my God. I was struggling <laughs> so hard trying to get it off. I was like, I, I finally got it. So I was like, damn, let me yeah. take the top off. Hmm. I don't know. Stick his nose in the barrel and bottle and shit. Right. Boogers. COVID 19. Yeah. <laughs> 
90 proof, in case y'all was wondering. Right, 90 proof. 90 proof. Yeah, it definitely doesn't smell sweet at all. I'm going to tell you what it... I'm not going to lie. It smells like... It smells like Buffalo Trace or Four Roses. That's what it smells like. I pick up some caramel. I pick up some vanilla. I pick up a little cedar. Yeah, definitely some cedar. I'm trying to see what it tastes like. <laughs> Palette. Mm -hmm. I get some oak, cedar, maybe a little bit of uh, a little bit of caramel up front. Finishes. Uh, I think overall is a, is a lot of wood in here. <laughs> overall, it's a lot of woodsy. It's woodsy. It finishes okay. It finishes kind of light. Um, mm -hmm. It's kind of got a little slight caramel finish to it, I, I guess. Maybe even a little cocoa or something like that. I definitely pick up a cedar in it, though. That's sure. at the very beginning. Yeah. But it does go down sweet. Yeah, I'll say well, like, not sweet, but yeah, it's got like maybe like a caramel, smoky, cocoa finish to me, yeah. kind of you know. Definitely a smoky kind of wood overtone. Yeah, though. yeah. It's not bad though. No, it's, it's not, not bad. bad at all. It's a, uh, I guess from from what I was anticipating, not exactly what I thought it was gonna be, mm -hmm. but like definitely uh, it's it's hella decent though. Yeah. I actually like it though. Yeah, I, I like it. Forty and, bucks. And for me, like it's a. Uh, for me to like it, honestly, for me to like it, and and it's not sweet, it's saying something. <laughs> because if it's not sweet and I like it, then it's, it's probably pretty dope, actually. Um, now, th this whole concept, though, um, of this Joe Lewis brand, of course, like I said, we was doing some research before the, uh, the actual show. And Joe Lewis is kind of like a, well, not kind of, but is an icon, basically, from, yeah. from his upbringing. Now, something I didn't know. Uh, because we we've got obviously we've got the fist downtown Detroit that's uh, that commemorates uh, Joe Lewis, but what I didn't know is that he was actually from Alabama, yeah, right? That's what we said. Born in Alabama. Yeah, I never yeah. knew that. And for a moment, I actually thought he was uh, born in the Bronx because they they lightweight claim him too. <laughs> so I guess he uh, he he must have had some some childhood years in the Bronx or yeah, something. Yeah, and so they, they moved to Detroit later on. And right. I, I think he was like in middle school or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. And that's when he started boxing. So that's why mm -hmm. there's that connection to Detroit. I always wondered, honestly, like I really did. Um, and the funny thing about it though is that I guess I should have known that he was born down south somewhere because it seems like. Of course, everybody who was black was from down south at some point, uh, probably due to slavery, but we won't mm -hmm. get into all that. <laughs> but what we will get into today, man, which is uh, our topic today, uh, we just wanted to talk about with everything that's going on, of course, with uh, all the Black Lives Matters movements, uh, all of the uh, anti-racism uh, movements um, going on, we just kind of want to look at this aspect of being black and being in those services. So whether that be the police department or military services, like it kind of puts you into a position. So we want to talk a little bit about that. And again, this is a, this is really good though. Actually, <laughs> it's actually pretty good. But we want to get into that because I think it's a, uh, I just want to get a, real, a little sip real quick. I think it's an interesting position because this is, this is a movement that has really been polarized. And what I mean by that, this is like, the incident with George Floyd happened in Minnesota or Minneapolis or whatever, and you've got protests 
throughout the entire uh, 50 states. The world. Right, the world, right? The world, Craig. <laughs> Top of the world, Craig. Exactly. But then outside of that, you've got international as well. I mean, it's people in Berlin protesting for black people. Syria. Berlin. Right, you know what I'm saying? Syria. They got a war going on right now. They got their own situation yeah. going on. And they still took the time out to, you know what I'm saying? Show like, some love, man. Yeah, show some love because, and this is something that uh, I, was, I was talking to my man Kodak Lee on the phone earlier. And he was saying, like, the crazy thing about it, though, is that you got all these people, like, demonstrating, um, you know, for our cause. And it almost feels like everybody around the world was just like, damn, we was waiting on y'all this whole time. Like, everybody feel the same way, but it, it took us to spark everybody. Because this, this is a major movement. I don't even think that it was a movement like this back in, uh, you know, like, Malcolm and Martin days. Like, obviously, the connection wasn't there because you didn't have social media. But I think this is like this is reaching like every corner of the world. It seems like yeah. places that I didn't even think would be like advocating for us, they actually are, and that's because racism is a thing, and it's been entrenched for so long, dog. How crazy is that, though? That we finally at a point, or I actually that. Do you think we finally at a point where we can, where we're actually making a move towards change? Um, <laughs> I'll get to that. <laughs> um, first of all. I, I gotta say this before I say anything else. Mm -hmm. You know, there's been a lot of white folks that come out and, you know, uh, uh, I'm gonna use the air quotes in support because I'm gonna be quite honest. I, I'm cautious, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's only some white people out there that I fuck with real heavy, and like I know they're genuine and things like that. Mm -hmm. and, and some folks, you know, this might be, you know, just the flavor of the month type thing for them, right? All right. So like, uh, I'm just saying, if you support and you all about Black Lives Matter and what's, you know. Be about it all the time, not just when it's right. convenient for you. You know, even when like some bad shit's about that, you gotta still be about it, you know what I mean? Otherwise, you know, don't even bother. Alright. Um, but yeah, all corners of the world, man, technology, like you said, social media, but like technology is like that one thing, you know? And I think the other thing too is, I think some of these countries already felt sorry for us. Mm -hmm. Because the old boy, you know, old boy Trump and shit, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? And with everything that's going on, it just it just fits right in line of like his whole little you know his whole little I guess his base and his shit his, his philosophy his, his, I his, call his, it his magites and all them that's like yeah the maga folk magites or whatever the fuck we call them <laughs> but uh yeah you know all that just goes right in line with all that shit that you know he campaigned on and he and like that he does every day um so go back to your question ask me again one more time <laughs> do you think like at this point with 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 this far reach, like with all the people that are kind of jumping into the uh, into the process and into the support, do you think we had a like we actually had a good place to make a change, like a, a real change? I mean, I would like to think so because of the numbers, but I don't know. I, I'm gonna say no right now, just because okay. like I don't see anything short term. Right, like okay. it, it's gonna be. I mean, we're talking about toppling like a whole freaking intrinsic system of like system. Systematic racism, you know, that's been built for centuries. It's gonna like, take generations. It, yeah, it's, it's gonna take some time, like, and, let, and let's catch really about that, really about that drama, right? <laughs> that revolt. Yeah, that, like <laughs> that real, revolt. like revolution type shit. Yeah. It's gonna take some time, and like, you gotta show that same energy because it's not gonna happen. I know we in the age of instant gratification. It ain't this, gonna happen like that. Cause this definitely ain't one of those happen. things. Yeah, you know, sure. that's not one of those things that's gonna work like that. And people got to be okay with that. Um, 
You know, next year this time, it just can't be like, oh, well, remember last year when we did this? Oh, yeah, that was dope. Yeah. Oh, no, this is going to mm -hmm. go. I look at it like can't this. Can't be like that. If racism has lasted this long, the, the fight to overturn it is going to be even longer. So if you're talking Especially about... Especially if you want to do it peacefully. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just keeping it real. I feel what you're I'm saying. I'm keeping that. it real, bro. If you want to do it peacefully, have that velvet revolution that they, so that they call whatnot. Velvet. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the term for it, right? Yeah. Like, it's, it's going to take some time. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. um, now, this is where we get into the conversation today, though. Um, as far as those of us, uh, the black people that are represented in those police departments, in the military puts them in a, in a pretty tough position when it comes to uh, protesters and people demonstrating. And this is another thing, real quick, before we get into that. Um, I was talking to Angry Man about this other day, and I said it on my show uh, last week. I really like, for black people, I want y'all to really be cognizant of the, the words and the language that you use. Do not get caught up in the, in the media, and, and, the, and especially the white media uh, aspect of calling these demonstrations riots. Do not get caught up into that verbiage because, like, when you, the way you, the way you, uh, the way you describe things, like, that's how you create the narrative. Um, even, even some of those that became unpeaceful, I guess, or whatever you want to call it, where people may have been looting and things of that nature, I'm still not ready to call it rioting because it's gonna, it's gonna have a negative connotation. So at, at this point, I just want to, for, for black people, I think when you're talking about demonstrations and protest I, I want you to really use those words don't get caught up into the mainstream media use of the word riot because that's how they change in the whole negative this is supposed to be something that's positive we moving forward into where we should have been in the in the first fucking place but uh you definitely don't want to subtract it by saying rioting but anyway i just wanted to say that but for these people that's like in the military uh, let's say uh, National Guard or even a police department, when they come out to, uh, I guess we'll say police uh, these protests and then you confront it with, you know, with basically with the, the job of keeping your people in check. And a lot of times, if you've ever been to any of these protests or uh, any of these demonstrations, some of these, some of these police departments, and obviously we know the military get physical, but some of these police departments get really physical. Like, you coming out for a protest and the police department is telling you that they, they are in support of you, but they in full riot gear. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it is intimidating. I, I talked about this uh, last week, and there was a demonstration uh, in, in my neighborhood. I went, uh, I wasn't able to get out because I got there so late, so I had to drive through. But, like, you could feel the tension. Like, when you see people say, like, yeah, I, that'll never happen to me. Like, the police, like, fuck the police and all that. I feel that, right? But then when you're surrounded by police in, in riot gear, like, it is intimidating, dog. Like, it's a, it's a different feeling. So to be in your own black community and be in, the, in riot gear, like, having a pepper spray or, or, you know, subdue, like, people in your own neighborhood, the same people that, that you want to walk alongside of, how do you deal with that, though? Like, if you was a police officer, and let's say, like, Obviously, you were you were born and raised on the east side of Detroit. Let's say that you had you were a Detroit police officer, and it was it was a demonstration on on Grassley Cottage, which it was, and like you see people in your old neighborhood that you had to quote unquote police doing a protest. How did that? How would that make you feel? What would you do though? Like as a police officer, obviously you you are you have a duty. You have a duty to do so. Like as a black police officer, what would you do in that situation? I don't think any of us know, right? I mean, <laughs> right, really. And, and I mean, uh, there, there's a lot of 
variables that go into that. You know, mm -hmm. some cats is worried about their family. Some cats is worried about their pension. Some cats is worried about, like, I get all that stuff, you know, like I understand that. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm not saying they should react one way or another, right? You yeah. know, it, it's, I'm just speaking for myself. But mm -hmm. uh, at, at some point, if, if things get bad enough, at some point they all gonna have to make a choice. True. You know, and that's gonna come down to like, do I do this job, you know, that I was hired to do, right. or do, you know, I mess with my people? Yeah. And uh, personally, my opinion on the, on the situation is it's like, if it comes down to all oh, like you, you have to physically, you know, like <laughs> you got to be physical with some protesters and mm -hmm. civil unrest and all that type of shit. Like, if I was a police officer, I, I don't, I don't think I could do it, man. Like my own right. folks, my own people, yeah. and I don't want to hear none of that shit. Like, so these docile ass Negroes, right, want to talk about? <laughs> we back on that. Yeah, want to talk about your people are Americans. Mm -hmm. Uh, my people are people that look like me. Like, you know, I, I get that shit you trying to sell with American, all that shit. Yeah. Like, that shit was really real. That shit was really true. We wouldn't be doing this shit in the first goddamn place, right? We wouldn't be in this it, place, exactly, right? Exactly, right? For sure. So, in that case, the way I look at it is, I got to be with the people that, that look like me. No but doubt. even then, I still got to be careful, right? Because you got some of these docile-ass Negroes out here that's going to be, you know, they, they, they're going to commit treason against their own people, basically, right? <laughs> right. It, it, sure. You know, and in the military and... I ain't, ain't going to get on the military yet. I'm going to keep it on the police department for right now. <laughs> for right now. For right now. We're getting to it, though. So, yeah, you know, it's you're going against that blue code and all this yeah. good stuff and blah, blah, blah. And that's why I'm with the whole argument about, again, I'm a, I'm a democratic socialist. I'm with the whole argument about defunding the police. Yeah. And that doesn't mean, so for, for y'all... For y'all folks out there that want to be lazy intellectually, defunding police doesn't mean like we. It doesn't mean like we're just not going to have police. Mm -hmm. There's going to be other alternatives that you come and deal with certain things, right? Like, does how in the world does it make sense? You know, so like somebody is, you know, having like some kind of mental breakdown or whatever, and we call the police like to come deal with that. Like they're not trained and equipped to deal. They're trained one way to deal with that, and that's with violence, with right? Violence, or to yeah. apprehend somebody. Force, yeah. So, you know, why wouldn't you call a mental health professional to deal with some of those things? Right. Yes, I get it. Some of those situations may get sticky, may get whatever. Mm -hmm. Then you can call in whatever civil defense works or whatever you, know, you have to, to deal right. with that, right? So defunding the police doesn't mean just, doesn't mean like it's going to be anarchy. Like we all going to be running around here doing crazy shit. <laughs> exactly you know, right. it, it is, it's as easy as going to Google and plug it in there and at least getting a general idea about what defunding the police means, right? Yeah, so sure. I don't want to hear any of those arguments about blah, 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 blah. That's just being lazy. Because you will, you will get those. Uh, if, you, if you look at the words, like, at face value. And that's why yeah. you got to dive deep into that yeah, shit, definitely. right? Now, in those situations, especially, and I can't remember what city this was when, the, basically, the police was coming down the street shooting motherfuckers with, with rubber bullets. In like Minneapolis, I think. I could be wrong. Well, I think, it, yeah, I think it might have been. And these people not even protest. <laughs> like they, they, they enforcing uh, uh, like curfew a, or yeah, the curfew yeah. or whatever. And people like in their front lawns getting shot. Like for that, I ain't with the shit. At this point, I, you know what? I, I'm going to have to be honest with you. From this point forward, I think, and this is probably how we should have been looking at it. But like from this point forward, I think that when when you when you black going into whatever whatever uh, type of job that you have corporate or civil uh, civil uh, I was about to say civil defense but uh, civil workers people who who work for you know the cities I think you really got to go in with a plan B because there are going to be situations that's going to pitch you against your morals and the people that you ultimately come from and I think that in order to kind of face those things 
with any kind of uh, like with any kind of courage, you're gonna have to have some kind of plan B. So you can be able to be like, you know what, I ain't with this shit. And, I, and it's a messed up thing to, to, to say, but it's like, because you, you're thinking about, like you said, the livelihood of your, your family, the livelihood of your pension, all of this good stuff. But at the end of the day, none of this is guaranteed. Corporations putting the locks on shit without you knowing. Like, you sleep, think you're going into work the next day, you pull up and there's a padlock on your shit. Like, it's really going down like that, so you kind of got to have a plan B. And I think when you're going into law enforcement and even people in the military, it's got to be, there's going to be some tough decisions. Me, myself, if I'm in that police department and it start going that way to where we like police in neighborhoods, like at this point, I got to figure out an alternative because I'm not doing it. Like I'm not going down Six Mile and Hoover and shooting motherfuckers on their front porch with rubber bullets because they because it's 802 yeah. and they standing outside. Nope, I ain't doing it. You know what I'm saying? You like you don't get shot back. You know. You know. <laughs> now what's going? Now see what's going to happen then? Exactly. Yeah, what's going to happen right. then? And then all of a sudden, you know, this person, that, whoever house they shot into, and if that person decides to shoot back at them, now that mm -hmm. person is evil and blah 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 and this and that. Where you don't know what's in that person's house. Like they, they're not doing anything. Standing on the porch, you don't right. know if there's a little kid behind that that, that wall or window exactly. or whatever or whatever yeah. the hell's going on, right? So yeah, you know, it, in that situation, I would not blame anyone if they was to shoot back. To shoot you know, back, that right? Happen. Yeah, and then it could, it can all go wrong. It can all go left after that. But <laughs> and, and you know, the other thing too, I, I kind of want to call out because uh -huh. it's been it's, it's been some docile ass Negroes that are supporting the police out here and. I don't support the police. I'm, to, I'm totally anti-police. Like, totally just get rid of them. Like, defund the police. We got to find other ways to, to protect, you know, the citizenry and all that type of shit, right? Because obviously, like, we look, well, I think it was back in 2015 or 2014 or and whatever. Before, before Killer Mike started talking about all his family members being police, Bo I mean, is also in that same situation, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, your old man was the police. I going to bring the, yeah, my old man, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever, but... Uh, yeah, and Killer Mike, he he went, he, he got he, he lost your that. and shit, man. Like, no, nah, he, he lost, lost your that. on that one. Yeah. All right, well, go ahead. But um, <laughs> yeah, the, the thing is, like, <clears throat> totally not. Like, I, I I am not with the support of the police or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I forget what year it was, 2014 or 15. You know, there was some kind of report that came out. Uh, I don't forget all the details, but basically, the FBI had a report, a study done, and said like. It's some deep, like, white supremacist ties in a lot of these police departments, mm -hmm. right? Like, a lot of, you know, like, significant percent. I can't remember the exact numbers, you know. You, have to, you, you guys got Google. You can Google it, right? And um, they basically did nothing about it, you know. So right. I can't support, like, an organization that has such deep and, like, visible ties of white supremacy. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I, I can't support that. Like, right. that has to be demolished. There's no mm -hmm. amount of reform or anything mm -hmm. you can do to fix that. Right. Like, it's got to be torn down and a new system has to be, you yeah. know, built up. So that's why I don't support the police, like, at all. You know, like, and I got, don't get me, a, a, a good friend of mine I used to coach ball with. He's a Detroit cop. Okay. I mean, yeah, like, <laughs> we all got to make sacrifices, though, right. like, for real. You know, if, like, if it came down to it, me and him, like, you got you to, you're not with me, you against me. Yeah, and that's, sure. that's just the way it is, right? But I think just like how you were saying, though, if there's an FBI report that's showing all of that, what was the point of them doing all of that research if they wasn't going to step in? What exactly does the FBI do, though? Like, you can go back to all these uh, un or declassified uh, notes now and these declassified files, and you see that they know all of this stuff. 
So why they never tried to fix it? And obviously you know that the white supremacy is entrenched in law enforcement because of the whole reason laws were invented in the first place. So none of this shit ever changed. And that's how, that's what we're trying to say when we tell you that racism is entrenched into like the structure of America. I don't know why it's so hard for some people to understand that shit. Like I don't know why that's so difficult to, to understand or to see at any point. But because of that, it's gonna take it's gonna take a long time to, to over overturn a lot of that shit. But I know one of the one of the kind of schemes was like, you know, people used to say back in the day, is encourage black people to become police officers so you can change from within. I don't really think that's a viable like I really don't think that's a viable thing. There's a lot I, of whole ass black police officers out there too. A lot. Honestly, it, it may be clowns. more. <laughs> it may be more. A lot of clowns out there, black yeah. police officers, boy. Yeah, I actually, <laughs> no order to, but um, <laughs> we won't get into that. But um, yeah, so I, with that, I don't even. I don't well, even I know. I say showing out for the white cop. <laughs> right, showing out for the white cop. This is real shit, though. Like mm -hmm. that really be happening. And I think it's a it's a power thing for sure, uh, and that's why I say this on uh, plenty of other shows. I think that unfortunately it, it is a lot of uh, like black and white police officers who before they became police officers they had like an inferiority complex. So once they get that badge, they feel they abuse their they power. And I think that happens a, a lot, and you look at it as like a white on black thing, which it, it ultimately becomes just because of the. The uh, you know the the more the more black people get arrested, but I think that that abuse of power thing is just the same across the board, black or white. So I want people to understand this. I when I, I went out to protest on uh, what day we went Friday. on Friday, and I this is against uh, this is against racism and it, it is against police brutality. But I do want y'all to understand that this is for me is a blanket statement to the police in, in general. I don't want black police officers to think that they get in the pass because they black. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want you to think that because at the end of the day, um, <laughs> how could I say this without being rude and shit? But I think at the end of the day, you are you are a part of the, you are a part of the problem. Um, it's, there's a lot of poli black police officers right now. You may have not put a knee in somebody's neck, or you may have not been uh, like uh, you know what's what's the word. Uh, not not a uh, the shit, man. What is it called? Uh, too over aggressive is a word for it that they use, though. Um, but yeah, you may have not done all those things in an arrest, but you you've got counterparts who have, and you haven't checked that system. So it, it, to me, you you part of the problem. And I know it, it kind of sucks to say that though, because it goes against the grain of when people say we need to insert our own in there to overturn the, the kind of thing but I think what I'm feeling like is that we just need to be in control of our own police our own community um, and if you can't do that this is at least what I would need I think I mentioned this last week or on one of these other shows but we need at least uh, we need a group comprised of our actual citizens to at least uh, perform the checks and balances on these police departments at least that like I need there needs to be for a lot of the city council members that honestly in the city of Detroit, to me, don't do shit, uh, we could we could take some of those, we could allocate some of those dollars to an actual group. Yeah, so <coughs> excuse me, like if we so if we had a group like just kind of assigned to the checks and balances of you know those departments that serve us, that could at least go something to go in the right <coughs> in the right direction. Now I know you said that. 
even if you got that though, right? It's like, it's still gonna be the same people in there. So I guess from your standpoint, it's kind of like, you need to get those people out of there. Fuck the checks and balances, right? Yeah, usually I'm on some little compromise type shit, but like this, <laughs> to me, it, this situation to me is either all or nothing, man. Like, yeah. you have to do what you need to do to deconstruct or demolish or whatever word you want to use, you know, this system, this culture of white supremacy and racist-ass police, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I, I just don't think, like, putting a community advocacy group or some shit like that in the police department was going to do that. Essentially, that's what it'd be. Yeah, yeah, I don't think community policing is going to do that. You know, because a lot of these cops don't, like, they, they don't want to fuck around in the community and shit. They don't want to <laughs> fuck around with these kids and shit like that. And, yeah, and people are going to say, well, you know, then you just find cops who do. And, like, y'all understand how strong some of these police unions are out here. Like, you, you just can't. And that's why a lot of these motherfuckers get their jobs back and, like, get placed at other, you know, different police departments. These police unions out here strong. Mm -hmm. Like, they out here for real strong. And, like, they lobby just like any other organizations lo lobbies and whatnot, right? So... That's what I'm saying. You gotta blow the whole system up, man. So how do you do that, though? What's is that? It just by defunding. Def you know, defunding is like it, it seems like again, if you want to, if you want to keep it peaceful, you know, yeah. defunding is, is the way to go. Right. And like, how you do that is like you know, people protest. You know, you have civil unrest. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna use the word riot because I think riots can be useful <laughs> and shit, right? Yeah. And I know the negative connotation, but I'm not, I don't really care about what like folks think. So I'm gonna use that shit, right? You don't care about what it sounds like. No, huh? I don't. Yeah. So. Um, like, yeah, that, that's the other way, but, you know, and, and I do vote, and I know we talk a lot of shit about voting for president and shit like that. Uh -huh. I vote in my local elections because I see yeah. that change every day in front of me and whatnot, right? Exactly. So when you put people into these positions that they believe in that same shit, okay, I'm with it. Right. Like, okay. For sure. I'll give you a shot then, you know? Yeah. See, <laughs> and <laughs> what Malcolm say about, about ballot or the bullet? Right, for you sure. Know? So he gives y'all a shot. Now, the thing we, is, though, we've been giving cat shots for like the last how many ever years? At some point, it's got to be fuck years. I mean, generations. What, what, yeah, what, what's the end game? And right. when is that? When is you know what I mean? So those are things you know we just can't keep having discussions, and because we all say yeah, this discussion needs to be had, and this is blah blah blah. I'm sick of talking. That was like those meetings. So sick of talking. It's like meetings in corporate America, though. So sick of talking. So sick of talking. Right. Now I know it's a it's a lot different between the police uh, department and the military. I mean, obviously, the police department, you can pretty much, you can quit if you want to. In the military, you kind of contract it, you know what I'm saying? Like, you you owe yourself to them at this point. Now, with that being said, some of these, uh, when you look at everything that's going on from state to state and, like, the National Guard being involved from a state standpoint, but then you got uh, 45, like, clearly saying that if you can't get it handled, I'll use my, my U.S. authority to send the military in there to handle things differently. If you're in those squadrons being sent out to like, I don't think people understand the, the, what that is. You are sending American soldiers to battle Americans. I don't think you understand the depth of what that statement means. I, I don't even know if people understand like the National Guard is one thing, but to have the U.S. military to, like on your block. It started looking real third world country-ish, dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not with that shit. And if you signed up, though, and your battalion gets sent in, what you what can you do? Because, like, you are assigned, right? Well, it's, Other it's, than going AWOL. Several, several things in it, too, though. Like, okay. So, the, the active duty military right. cannot be sent into a state to police American citizens 
unless it's at the request of that governor. Gotcha. Right? Okay. So, you know, National Guard, like, yeah, the governors can activate, mobilize National mm -hmm. Guard, stuff like that. Donald Trump did it in D.C. to get that, that picture in front of the church. Mm -hmm. But the loophole is Washington, D.C. is not a state. It's the District of Columbia. District, so he can right. activate the active duty military oh, in I that area. You. Okay. you know, it's not a state. Um, Damn, so that's good. the one loophole with that. Some and that's what that right shit happened. Yeah. Really? You know, um, but yeah, when the military is policing and controlling the population, it's like, I know National Guard's got, National Guard been activated for Corona and all that type of shit, you know, exactly. and like support roles. Yeah. But to actually go out and patrol and like stuff like that, your own American citizen. Your own, yes, that's deep. Yeah, like cats can go AWOL, cats can do this, like, it's, it's gonna be some hard decisions that need to be made. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, you got your black soldiers and your black service members out there, and you know, like that. That see, and the one thing that kind of sprung me on all of this, just saw a little clip on Instagram this uh, 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 earlier this morning, and um, it was a black national guardsman, you know, right, yeah. and the crowd was, you know, saying, "Hey, I'm black and I'm proud." Yeah. And, he, and, he, and they was filming him, and he was saying it under his breath. Yeah. So already you know there's some conflict in him. Like, yeah, exactly. Him, I'm black and I'm proud, but I got this uniform on. And shit. Exactly. So, like, it's going to be some hard lane. And I'm like, yeah, some cats, like, you can't just, like, all right, I quit, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> you can't just do that, right? So it's going to be some hard decisions that need to be made, you know? And, yeah. and some people want to make sacrifices, and, like, it's... And my thing is this, if that begins to happen, if that starts to happen, mm -hmm. there's a whole nother problem then, yeah. right? Because that's like, you are breaking from the, the military mm -hmm. to fight against the military. Yeah, that's so a what whole, is that? That's a whole that's treason. That's a civil war. That's right, it's yeah. treason. <laughs> yeah, it's tre and, and that's what I'm saying. That's you know, treason. These docile ass Negroes, like, yeah, that's treason, you know, but <laughs> really, you know, if you don't do it, that's treason against your own people, you know? It is, right, so at this point, you just got to figure out which is which, more important? Yeah, to which you. one you to fight for? Damn, you know, where you down at? Which one you want to fight for? That's a serious situation, and I and I think that looking at it from that, looking at it from both of those angles, I think is why there has never been like any amount of consideration on my end of either being in any police department or uh, or the armed forces because I I never want to get presented with that with that choice because I know where my choice would be. So I don't want to put, for instance, like if I'm, if I'm in a, if I'm in a, uh, if I got a, if I got a squad and we getting sent somewhere, I don't want to put my squad into a position because I'm leaving. <laughs> like I am, like I'm leaving. Like I'm and, and, and see, that's, that's another dynamic too, right? So yeah, your everyday soldiers, yeah, they're going, they're going to have to, you know, make that decision. Yeah. But when it comes, what it, when it comes down to like your black NCOs and your black officers that are actually commanding these units, right? right? You know, right. So like myself, I was an officer. You know, I was in command of a company right. at one point. Uh, I got some friends right now that are battalion commanders and shit like mm. that. You know, obviously I ain't going to say no names or nothing right. like that, but for sure, you know, it's what if some real shit happened? Like that's you, you got eight hundred soldiers under your control. Yeah. Like what do you do? Yeah, you can't you, know? you can't dip off on their ass. Yeah, like, and like like you got to take care of your soldiers. Like that's yeah. the number one thing. That's the number one rule for all leaders. You take care of your soldiers. Right. You know what I mean. Yeah. And so you fighting that. You fighting like your so your so called duty or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then it's like you got to make the decision. Like do do I hold this up or do I go over here and I'm running with my people. Man, look. So if you if you've never <laughs> understood. <laughs> 
Boy, that's, that's, that's tough, man. If you've never understood how tough it is to be black in America, this should be one of those amplifiers for you because you talking about, this is something so serious to black people, though, because those same men and women in uniform can easily be George Floyd yeah. or uh, old girl, uh, Breonna Taylor. Uh, Taylor, that was her last name, right? Yeah. Brianna, Brianna Taylor. Um, any of these, any of these people in a uniform could easily be on the other side of that. So you dealing with that, and just like my man, like under his breath, like uh, you know, <laughs> like he want to be out here with his people, but he can't. That's a struggle all in his own, and could almost like, and this is probably kind of a weird way to look at it. But this is probably going to become a problem of its own. So, like, we out here fighting racism and everything, trying to, you know, trying to overcome. And we've actually shed light on a whole nother problem. You, do you think we can... Because this, this, I think this is the question I got. Do you think we'll be able to do both of those in one thing? Because if we fight racism... We've, we're shining the light now on those black people in the armed forces and in the police department who have to kind of go against their, their own morality. Like, so, are we able to fight both of those fights at one time? I feel like, personally, I don't think we can. I think if you fight in one, the people that's stuck in these positions where they got to make decisions on that, I think they, they fight is still going to exist. Like, even if we start actually moving forward in the, like, the, you know, quote-unquote fight against racism. I think it's the same fight, though, right? Because... Really? Yeah, because... You got to explain that. Yeah, you think, I think it's the exact same fight, right? Because mm -hmm. if I'm fighting against this, this establishment, this organization, or whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. like, if, they, if that black officer, if that black soldier decides not to leave his post and not to fight with his people, mm -hmm. I'm fighting against you. Right. If you're not with me, you're, you're against, against me. me. Right, for sure. Like, so you, they, it's a hell of a decision to make. It is. I'm not taking nothing away from it. Dude. But, like, it, if, so I'm not fighting against my people. It comes straight up, right? So if I got to fight against somebody that looks like me that got on a uniform mm -hmm. because they refuse to join their people, then so be it. I'm yeah. going to have to do that shit. Yeah. And, and it sucks that it's that way. But, but it is a what collaborator it is. is a collaborator. You know what I mean? It is what it is. I feel you. know? Damn, so that's why I don't think it's two different fights. Yeah. It's probably two different things they have to deal with it, obviously. Yeah, it's two different things yeah, they have to deal with it. You know? Definitely. But as far as, you know, uh, me or whatever, whoever else that say, hey, I'm going to mm. take up arms against these folks. Right. You know, no, it's, it's all the same fight to me. Yeah. Because I got one goal. Yeah. Now, with a, with a peaceful process, though, uh, like a, a whole peaceful process like we was talking about before, how long do you think it really would take to forever. get forever? forever. Uh, so I, I think... In my mind, I feel like you thinking that it ain't never really gonna happen unless niggas really start like revolting. So I, I wish <laughs> I could remember the, the name of the author. Uh -huh. um, I was listening to a podcast the other day, and he's like, a, he's not like a historian, but you know, he's a PhD in some kind of black studies or whatever. I, I, I really should know this. Mm -hmm. But uh, basically, he wrote a book that was like, uh, it, it looked at the, the negativity from. Like, like a, the racial standpoint, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, but it, he wasn't talking about like the 1960s, talking about like now. And all the things that we're doing now, like and all, everything that's happening, mm -hmm. you know, what is it gonna eventually lead to? Right. You know, like what? Because he made a good point in saying that like there wasn't really any identity for black folks prior to, and I'm gonna explain this a little further, 
prior to slavery. Okay. And what I mean by that is like we refer to we refer to each other as black folks now, right? Yeah. Before slavery, there there wasn't a black. It wasn't a black. You know, right. this I person guess. was from this tribe, or they were from here, or they were from this nation, or this country, or whatever. Right. It wasn't black. Yes. So then his thing was like, how do you unite under something where there's really there's no fundamentally identity. there's no identity? I know there is an identity, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying there's not. But fundamentally, going back, you know, before 1619, there's no real unified identity. You know what I mean? Right. And we'll never know that because all that history was just gone and trash, and now they just stole people and took people and whatever. Right. Um. But long story short. He didn't have a happy ending, you know. He was just like, you know, ultimately we may be fighting just to be fighting right now because we have to, you know, realize the possibility that like this may not end the way we wanted to end. Right. You know, and that's that was some real, real true for you. That's you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's the truth like, for your ass. <laughs> so like, his thing was, you know, he was looking at it from all angles. Is it worth mm-hmm. it to fight? Is it worth it to do this? Blah blah blah. This and that. And, and he wasn't backing up and endorsing any one approach. He was just looking at it from a real macro type level. It's like, this right. is all the shit you're going to have to deal with mm-hmm. if this shit does happen. You know? And I'm going I'm to I'm look it up. You can go ahead. Because I got to look it up. Because, yeah, it was real interesting. You folks, yeah. you get a chance, I, listen to him. It's just a hella, it's a, it's a hella different dynamic to be into. Like, even if you want to go back to, uh, really quickly, just to go back to Joe Lewis and his stint as a, uh, you know, as a, as a boxing champion, and we're talking about, you know, in the 30s, back in those days, I mean, obviously it was it was a lot harder uh, back then. So even to, we got to deal with trailblazing, like we got to break our own molds. And then once we break the molds, we got to figure out a way to exist within the machine and still fight against the machine. These are things, and... I'm not complaining because I love being black. And if I had a decision to do it all over again, I still would, only because I don't even understand what it's, what it's like to not be. But like these are the, the difficulties that we encounter. And that's what, I know you always say docile ass things. I just think that it's a lot of, it's a lot of different perspectives from black people. Yeah. And, and the reason I say that is because just to kind of go back to when we went to the uh, to the march on Friday, I happened to find the uh, the Facebook post for uh, the actual event. And you wouldn't believe, well, I mean, you would believe because we know black people, but even within there, in the comments, it was black people arguing back and forth about how, how they set it up, who should be uh, in charge of it, and this, that, and the third. Like, it's so much arguing amongst ourselves that I know Money always say this shit and I, I feel like he's a pessimist, but he always feel like there, there'll never be enough unity to make a, a, a for real movement. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. You think there's any truth in that, Doug? I mean, cause it's, it's kind of it's a it's a bleak outlook on things, but like you believe that? I believe aspects of that, yeah. yeah. Uh, and before I go, first, oh, you found it, yeah. Okay. So my man's name is, is Dr. Frank Wilderson III. Okay. His book is called Afro Pessimism. You know what I mean? You just happened to be talking about pessimism, yeah. <laughs> right? So like, and that's this whole thing is just like, yeah. um, 
what what is the identity? You know, yeah. what do you unite on? And where does that come from? Is it sustainable? All those type, like questions that need to be asked, right? And obviously, you know, you're not gonna have a hundred percent plan. You know, that shit just ain't yeah. gonna happen, man. But I think it's just you know, good shit to have on your mind, just to think about. Yeah. Um, but to answer your question, just. <laughs> it's just <laughs> It's very unlikely, I think, right? Mm -hmm. My thing is, you got to fight to have a chance. You know right. what I mean? You just mm -hmm. can't be like, oh man, well, you know, we can't win this, so, you know, might as well just deal with what we can deal with, you know, and mm -hmm. I'm not cool with that. Exactly. You know, like, I'd rather fight and have a chance. You know, like, right. What's, what's that, uh, uh, one of the, jeez, uh, I forget what book it was, but it said one of the, the most romantic things in life is, uh, uh, you know, a hero, like a, a revolutionary dying for a lost cause or some shit like that, you know what I mean? For sure. Like, um, and I'm not saying I just want to go out there and become a martyr or nothing like that either, you know what I mean? I still want to go travel and do some things, you know what I mean? Exactly. But, uh, like, if it comes down to that, it comes down to that. So, speaking of martyrs. Yeah. <laughs> I hate, I really hate bringing her name up, though, but real quick, we got to talk about Ken Yes, dog. So, um, if you didn't see recently last week, uh, she posted, uh, Candace Owens, uh, posted a, I believe it was a YouTube video about how she was not a fan of, uh, George Floyd and how he definitely shouldn't be seen as a martyr or, or, or anything of that nature. And she went on to say how black people are the only culture that uplift, um, you know, their worst. Their worst. Yeah. And <laughs> I cringe every time I listen to anything she say and like i really and i know a lot of people don't agree with this but i really sometimes be trying to figure out where she coming from like i really do but then sometimes it's just, it's just hard to bear but when you got people like her uh within the culture or like my man say she's not really she's in the culture but not of the culture mm -hmm. right and but when you got people like that i think they ultimately destroy any kind of movement that you're trying to make and there's plenty of candace owens like there's plenty of them She's got a large platform, so you, you recognize her, you, you hear her voice, but there's plenty of her, hers out here. How can we ever expect to make a major movement with people like that in the culture? Like, I, I, I started then seeing that pessimistic view. I understand why people just like, man, fuck it. And then people started just going out for solo, for, the, you know, for them and their family, like, and fucking movement, because you got so many people kind of, you know, the whole crab in the barrel kind of thing. And I always say it about us. I mean, obviously, because I, I know my culture, I know us and shit, but I'm pretty sure that other races have, deal with the same thing. Um, but for some reason, I feel like ours is so much worse. It's like it's so many people just, and I don't know if it's them. I think the system and, and the realities of the world have kind of made them feel like there's, there's no way out. So then they begin to pull us down at the same time. And I don't think that's something we can change in my lifetime or motherfucking kids after us. So, like, when you think like that, what you supposed to do then? Just let it go? I mean, if you look at any revolution, whether it be it peaceful or violent or whatever it is, mm -hmm. there's never any perfect plan. There's never any, that's the thing, you know, man. 10 point, you know, then we need to do X, Y, and Z. Like, mm -hmm. you fight, you know, and you fight because you're passionate about what you're fighting about, you know what exactly. I mean? And like I said, whether that be as peaceful or violent, mm -hmm. as, if you believe in it, you believe in it. Right, and sure. you're going to come to the terms with like, you're going to have to fight some people that look like you. Because mm -hmm. they haven't unplugged from the matrix yet. 
you know? Right. Um, and it's a shitty situation. It is. It is. But just like it's when the reality, though. And it, it's just one of those things that if you decide to fight, however, however you, you, know, you do that, you're just going to be okay with doing it. Right. You know? And I mentioned this last week, and I probably mentioned a lot now because like, I'm super interested in this shit now, what about the Civil War. Um, you figure there were obviously free free Negroes <laughs> that fought for the Union, and then there were slaves that fought for the Confederacy. And I think there's a narrative that makes it seem as though some of those, uh, some of those uh, slaves from the Confederacy were kind of forced into action because they were slaves but like you got to understand the reality of it is that some of them was fighting for the confederacy out of their own will like because they had become they had been become so entranced by the system that they, this is what they thought life was this is just like after slavery you know supposedly after slavery um once they was free a lot of slaves just didn't know what to do because they had got so used to being in the system and you can use the word slave loosely because there's a lot of people that's like that now. Like if you, if we actually were able to advance our culture into where it needs to be, like there was actually equality. We didn't have to worry about getting stopped and killed by a police officer. A lot of people wouldn't even know what to do with that freedom, dog. So, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm gonna share this quick story with you. Okay. Um. <laughs> um Somebody invited me to a, this Facebook group about the whole black, the whole blackout. N not what they just did on his social media, but this other. Okay. It's like a million people in this group, billion, you know, whatever. I think I got it. And, and, and the whole thing is about, you know, on a certain day to save all your money and blah, 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 this and that. Yeah, well, yeah, okay, yeah, that's fine, you know, whatever. I accept it. Um, but I noticed the conversation in this group. Mm -hmm. And this one gentleman had, had posted the link to, to NAGA. National African American Gun Association. And black folks, like in the comments, clowning this dude, like, nigga, what the fuck? That sounds like nigga, and blah, 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 and this and that, and, and what are they really doing? I never heard of them, and blah, blah, blah. What about the NRA? Like, That's niggas that don't about. even know shit about it, didn't even <laughs> take the time to go to Google and plug in nigga right. to, to educate yourself just a little bit. It's already just like, Hating on some shit and blah 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 and this and that and here this brother is it. already trying to trying to share something with you. Right. Where if you don't want to do it, that's fine. That's cool. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, you know, whatever. But I just couldn't believe some of the comments by by other black folks. It's like, yeah. yes, I could believe it. Right. You know, you but at the same it, time, I'm just like, Fuck, really, dude. You know, and we, we, when there's so much strife and back and forth over a Facebook post. You know, and, and that's I've said it before, and, and I'll say it again, and I, and I, I always say it, and I always stand by this. You got to find your ten percent and roll. Yeah. You're not gonna have superior. There's no revolution out there where they outgun the current regime or whatnot. They, they, always been, they've always been underdogs. They've always right. been outnumbered. They've always been outgunned. You know, and the thing the thing where they they, they when they do triumph is like they just passionate about the cause. Right. The cause is it. Exactly. You know, not my family or not this or not that. Like, it's, it's the cause. Yeah. And a lot of those revolutionaries in history were willing to die for that cause. True. And there, there's a lot of black people that are. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. um, I, I just, I hate to see another black person ridicule 
Especially, it looks like them for that shit, you know? Especially without looking at Yeah, especially just... Yeah. I, I, I wasn't hip to Naga, you know what I'm saying, before you told us and shit. Before you, uh, you know, you start having this conversation about it. And, um, like, bef and maybe that's because, obviously, we know each other. Uh, but I think that a lot of people um, need to... If we go be, especially, like, let's just take the Facebook group, for example. If you go be invited to this group, and it's, a, and it's supposed to be a group about the movement... I feel like you should at least take the time listen out to, to listen yeah. to it before you antagonize it because otherwise, don't accept the invite. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you didn't come here to learn something, like, and, and don't get me wrong, it's going to be some bad information. <laughs> like, you're going to get some bad information. Like, what the fuck was he yeah. talking about? And you go look it up too. and then you can be like, nah, I'm not fucking with that. Another thing is, we can't have too many chiefs. Like, you yeah. know, some of y'all going to have to be followers. Like, some of us going to have to be followers. No doubt. We all can't be leaders. And, and I know there's a lot of alphas and things like that, both male and female. Mm -hmm. Like, I get that. Yeah. But sometimes you got to know when, like, all right, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to chill back. and fall back yeah. on this one, whatnot, you know, yeah. And um, I don't know if we're ready to do that, like, especially black organizations, man. You know, I was at a protest here, um, here out here in Ann Arbor, Ipsy area right. uh, a couple weeks ago, and there's one community group, and I, I, won't, I won't mention it because... Yeah, whatever reason, but there's another. <laughs> right. There's another black community group that uh, has been around for a while. There's one, then there's the other. Yeah, <laughs> and they've got five letters, you know, and, and you refer to them as right. <laughs> and it was just, and, and like I'm not trying to be funny, but like it was just so much back, like at a protest, they're talking to the crowd and they calling each other out at this pro, and I'm just like, dog, like for real, defeating a purpose, like in front of these cops and stuff yeah. like that, and like. When that shit happens, man, like, that's what I'm saying, like, these organizations, these leaders, you have to fall back at some point, man. Like, yeah. we can't serve everybody's agenda. Exactly. You know, and, and if you want to serve your own agenda, you know, go start your own little thing, I guess, right? right? Um, but you, you would figure if, if everybody is in it for, like, the same cause, then you would think that at least... 80 at least 80 percent of your agenda should fall in line with each other you would think that because if we are going towards the same common goal how many fucking different agendas should we have if we really trying to go the same way you know everybody's got a different agenda you know i don't yeah. know what the numbers are on only 80 percent 40 percent 90 whatever it is but 95 percent yeah. <laughs> 99.9 <laughs> whatever it is right the thing i i do know is this right like the infighting it's gonna to have to be minimized. Like it's never gonna stop, but it's gonna mm -hmm. have to be minimized quite a bit. Mm -hmm. You know, if there's gonna be any type of movement that goes on, mm -hmm. goes on, whether that's peaceful, mm -hmm. violent, or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, you gotta. And, and again, it, there has to be checks and balances, even you know, with within ourselves. But I think what we've learned from previous movements, even with let's just use Malcolm X and Martin Luther King, and when you're looking at uh, the Black Panthers, you know, saying what was going on at the top tier there. Um, there were differences of, of opinion, but they allowed those differences to play out in front of everybody. I think this is what you always say about <laughs> it's cool. You a lot of times you do. There are checks and balances that need to happen, but they don't always need to happen in public for people to use those against us. And that's what's happening when you're looking at. Uh, uh, we just use the Facebook, uh, the Facebook group as an example. That's happening in public, mm -hmm. like basically. So if you having like this whole feud inside a, a Facebook, um, you know, a Facebook group, then people get to use that against you. You can check people in private. It's all right. You ain't got to let anybody. 
everybody wants dog. to be right. Dog. <laughs> like you, everybody wants to be right, and they want to prove to other people that you're right. Like you don't have to do that. Dog. Perfect story. Mm-hmm. Me and Shaw, I was talking about this at your house. Okay. It shows snowfall. Mm. There's a scene in Snowfall where, right, Franklin Saint, you know, he, he's a guy, and his number two goes and he does some deals on the side without yeah. Franklin's approval. Right. And, and it gets like Franklin into yeah, it gets <laughs> Franklin into like a lot of trouble. Mm. But what Franklin did is showed up with this dude. He had his homeboys back and made sure like do understand what time it was, right? Right. And then they both left together. Franklin, he drives, he pulls over. So like, hey, dude, you know. You put me in put me in a bad situation. Right. You know, next time you gotta to come to me and blah 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 and this and that. You know, and he, he ends it by going, he's, he's paused and he goes, Drive, motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that part lets you know who was in charge. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Like this is his thing. Yeah. He like, even though you fucked up, like I got your back I and I'm gonna support back. you, but when we by ourselves, I'm gonna let you know you was dead wrong for that shit. And that's where we need to and be. And you gotta at. be okay with that. Yeah, you gotta be alright with that. You know what I mean? That's what's going. It's going to happen. But nobody's nobody's ever all right with being wrong. It seems like I'm okay with being wrong. I think as a, I feel like as a, a leader in anything, like especially be a, a a good decent leader, you have to be okay with being wrong sometimes. Because as a leader, you gonna make wrong decisions, like probably a lot. <laughs> but those checks and balances need to be there. But you no, know, I was saying um. A lot of leaders, man, they got to be comfortable with with being wrong sometimes. Like because, well, I ain't gonna say be comfortable with being wrong, but being comfortable with being checked when you're wrong. Because as a leader, you gonna make some bad decisions, <coughs> and it's okay to be wrong. Like every decision not gonna be right. Sometimes you gonna lead your troop into failure. <laughs> like it's, it's gonna happen. But at the end of the day, like you knew that you had to make a decision and you made that decision, whether it be right or wrong. But if you got the right people around you, then those that supporting cast should keep you in line, and you should be okay with that, dog. It is so many leaders that <coughs> do shit and don't ever want to be checked, and that's the problem too. That's just like what you said about too many chiefs. It's like if somebody second in command has a better vision than you, it's okay, dog. <laughs> like it's all right as long as we get into the same as long as we get into the same end result. And I think. I hate to say it, but I think black people really have an issue with that. I wonder where that shit stems from, though. Like, I, where it stems from is, is slavery. When all they, of that shit, basically. Yeah, when they pit slaves against each other and things yeah. like that, and then when you when you get out of slavery, you know, you're in Reconstruction and like sharecropping times, same thing. You know, mm-hmm. they still pit you against each other. You know, right? And, and it's been going like. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's, there's not going to be any reform that's going to get us to where we want to be, man. It's, it's yeah. going to have to be a total, like, it's going to be totally dismantled. Blow this shit up yeah. and start over. Yeah, and, and, and like I said, peaceful or, or or violent, whatever one. Like, I want the shit with which like, whatever <laughs> what it is, right? Um, but I, I, I just, I really wish, man, that, um, I guess if I had, if I could rub a magic lamp and make one, okay. one wish for, for, for this fight, you know, is that we'd be willing to not not so much like point the finger at each other, but willing to call out each other's faults, but to learn from that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And because you, you see now, like I, I see it, 
you know, and, and I've been guilty of it too, right? So I'm, I'm always like on the far whatever side of it, you know, of, of this racial issue. Mm. I, I, I got to a point where I don't even want to compromise anymore. Yeah. You know, even when like a compromise may be the best thing, like I, I just you rather not do like shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. And like, I, I guess if I, like I said, if I had that one wish, that we, we all just kind of be able to, to listen to some different alternatives, right? Because yeah. it, it's going to take, we're going to have to be, like we say, like we say in the military, you have to be, you have to flex a cube. Yeah. You have to be flexible, but you have to execute, right? right? You know, so execute. you have to flex execute, man. It's, it's going to be some shit that's not going to go according to plan. Mm -hmm. You have to adapt on the fly, and you have to be okay with that. And you just, you just gonna have to do it. You right. know what I mean? Basically, yeah. It's not always going to be a plan. It's not always going to be a strategy. Yeah. You know, and, and believe me, that's tough for me because I'm always the one that's like, I need, about to plan. I need to have a strategy. For what, sure. what are my mitigating factors? Things like that. Yeah. Um, that's not going to happen sometimes. For sure. Mm -hmm. But so on the on the way out, because we go go ahead and round it off in a moment here. Then we go get back to the uh, back to the Joe, Joe Lewis. Lewis. You know what I'm saying? Bomber. You know what I'm saying? But um, I guess my question is, and I, I'm a I guess I I answer it first. I guess, and then we'll go to you give you a chance to think about it. Um, just thinking about all the things that we talked about today, like the black people being in the armed forces, uh, being in the uh, being in the military and the police department. And kind of being caught at a crossroads between who you want to support or who you need to support and what you need to do to secure what you got going on, you know, your livelihood. When you look at all those things and then you look at the infighting, like you said, at the uh, out here in the Ann Arbor area uh, with, with the two different groups, one with five letters. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and you just look at all of that, dog. but then you look at the grand scheme of things with people all over the world fighting for the same cause. I think I asked this in a in a previous uh, in a previous episode, but I think with all of this going on, the question really is, are we in a better position to really make something happen? And I just want to say, like, to answer that question, because I've been thinking about this shit the whole show, so that's why I'm gonna go ahead and go first. But I really feel like we're in a better we're in a better position we're in a better position, like numbers wise, to get things in motion. I don't necessarily think that we're in a better position to execute, though. I don't think we're in a better position to actually make things happen. We're in a way better position to make people listen, but like to actually make things change, I don't really think we're in no better position than we was before. Now, that's kind of tough to say, but I, I really feel like that's where we at with it right now. Yeah. Um I guess my answer to that would be, uh, so I look at it from two different perspectives, right? If you're looking at it from the peaceful angle, mm -hmm. you're going to have to rely, yes, you're going to have to rely on all the black folks, and that's fine. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to rely a lot on other groups of people, other races, white folks and stuff yeah, like that, right? <laughs> you're going to have to rely on, you know, your Latino population and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I'm not confident in that, bro. Yeah. I'm, I'm just not like, yeah. I got some people out, some white folks out there that I fuck with heavy. Mm -hmm. You know, um, a couple, you know, a couple Latino folks out there I fuck with. I don't want to be used to go down every group and like, yeah, I got these friends. Right, I got exactly. These friends. Right. Like, that's, that's but you cool. know what he's saying, right? Right. Yeah. What, what I'm saying is, just you gonna have to really rely on other groups of people. And if you with the shits with that, okay, that's fine. Yeah. But realize that it's not gonna happen on your timetable. It's not happen on their timetable. Right, you know whether they're allies or not, mm -hmm. 
And there's always like a point with allies. Like they're all, they're always willing to go, but so far, you <laughs> right. know, because it's yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have your outliers where they're just gonna with someone they they gonna you know they they gonna jump on a grenade, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. some of them yeah. gonna be like that, right? Yeah. For the most part, it's not gonna be that. If it if it goes the more violent route, mm. then um. No, you're not gonna really have to rely on so so much on white folks. I think you're gonna rely on more on your own people. Yeah. Um, and that's gonna be tough because it won't. You can't. You can't. You can't fight conventionally. You're not, you're not gonna be able to fight. You're not gonna be able to beat the U.S. military conventionally. You're not gonna be able to beat the, the U.S. government conventionally, mm -hmm. right? It's gonna you're gonna have to be a lot of clandestine, you know, guerrilla tactics and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And w with that comes a lot of danger, a lot of risk. So you have to be okay with one of the two. A hell of a lot of risk. Yeah. You know, <laughs> sure. You have to be okay with that risk. You have to be okay with relying on other groups of people. Because, yeah. I mean, just to keep it real, they are still the majority in this country. And no doubt. really, when they want shit done, like, shit get done. You know? <laughs> I mean, right. to keep it really real, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, that, that, I guess that's how I see it, man. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think we're... It's hard for me to say I don't think we're ready. Because mm -hmm. no revolution is ever really ready. Yeah, you know? it just, it just kind of jump off. Kind of jump off. Yeah, just jump off. Gotta, <laughs> yeah, jump off. Yeah, that's what I said. You got to adapt. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. Um, whether that's peaceful or violent. So, yeah. no, we're not ready. No, that, we're not any any type of shape to do that. But mm -hmm. we might have to. Might have to. I got you. And you just got to be okay with it. And though, just to kind of piggyback on that. I did want to say this too, though. The I think the one thing, because we can really wrap it up. Wait, go ahead and pour you some. Yeah. But um, to kind of tie it back together to some other thoughts, it's just like I think the good thing about what's going on now is that <laughs> let me see. I want to say this because I don't want I don't want to shit on other movements before this or like like the uh, civil rights movement and things like that. But I think the I think the difference here is, is I don't think this one was really planned. Like this was really a jump off. Yeah. Like the civil rights movement wasn't literally a jump off. It was something they was trying to get going on. Kind of got spurred by some bus, some some boycotts and a couple of little things here and there. But this shit right here was spontaneous. This shit right here. Dog, this shit right here. This shit right here, nigga. Dog, this was a jump off, and I think that's what made this a little bit different. Um, so the jump off, I think, put us in a better position to make the world listen. I'm not real, real sure about whether it puts us in a better position to be like prepared to really make a, a change. But at the end of the day, like you said, like most revolutions, not uh, yeah, nobody was prepared for real. I think this is a jump off, though, and I think a jump off needed to happen. Um, unfortunately, that came at the lives of a lot of innocent people. And yes, Candace Owens. I said innocent people. <laughs> I'm yeah, not gonna keep I'm talking. Not even gonna I know, right? I'm not gonna address no. that no more, though. Anyway, but um, moving back to the uh, to the Joe Lewis, you know what I'm saying? I'm um, obviously Joe Lewis come from a, a different time, a time that was uh, admittedly far worse than what we're enduring now. He was able to come out of that like individually, especially in a sport like at that point, you know, boxing really wasn't it was dominated by white folks. Exactly, yeah. right. So I think that he was definitely one of the trailblazers, which is why we, we've got his fist downtown Detroit. And the one of the cool things about this too, uh, that I was excited to understand here is that uh what was that, like maybe three years after he retired, 
um, he was actually a part of uh, his brand. And that don't happen all the time. Like a lot of times, uh, you know, let's just keep it a hundred. A lot of times, you know, white people just <laughs> like they 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 make money off of your legacy. The music industry. Yeah, definitely. The whole Sports, uh, Sports, shit, whatever you want to call it, everything, yeah, yeah. culture, anything to do with our culture, dog. And like I said this before, man, I, I I want y'all to feel this when I say it because I I've said it about three weeks in a row right now, and I I think I'm gonna keep repeating it because I don't think people really understand the America. Loves our black culture, dog. They love our black culture. They love our black money, but they don't love black people, dog. I think I really need to feel that when I say that shit, cause it's true. Like they love everything you can give them, but they don't love you, dog. And that's where we at with the shit. But anyway, back to Joe Lewis, dog. What you give it, dog? On the on the fifth scale from one to five, dog. What you give it? Fifth scale from one to five. I'm gonna give it two solid. Two? Yeah, two solid. What? Yeah. All right, so we we in reverse because last week you did a two point five or three. But with OJ. Oh, yeah, with OJ. Like this morning with with OJ. Oh, but I, I still do. like you. I, I do. Give it two solid fist bumps. So I'm gonna give Black it power fist. for sure. Black power fist. I'm gonna give it three. All right. I'm with the shits on this one. It reminds me a little bit. Let me see. I think it reminds me a little bit, if I can remember, because we drunk a lot of whiskey in between now and last season. But I want to say it reminds me a little bit of Four Roses with a little less bite, though. See, I think it's more like more like a Russell's Reserve to me. That was right I in can, there. I can, see, I can see Four Roses, but... That was right in there. You're right. I can see a little bit more of Russell's Reserve. I okay. Think. Yeah, I can see that. I'm going to give it a strong three, though. So you say two. I say, two. I say three. So we in reverse on this one. I do like this one better than Widow Jane. And um, still, though, nothing's topping Uncle Nearest yet. And we did have, which one did we have last time? The, uh, it was the white label. I can't remember the year. We had the small batch. Small batch. So yeah. that one, that was, I don't know, though. Did I like the, now I'm trying to remember. Did I like the original better than the small batch? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, that's a tough one. We have to put that one on the last one. So we on, we on six episodes now, right? Mm -hmm. uh, we did eight episodes last uh, season. Did we want to do eight again this time just to keep it even? Most likely. Okay, so all right, we'll do two more. Um, we'll figure out what those are. Again, if you're listening right now and we haven't had a whiskey, bourbon, or scotch, uh, preferably whiskey or bourbon, but uh, if you haven't had anything that you've enjoyed thus far, please put it into the comment box below and we will... Uh, uh, consider uh, having having no liquor. Not Jim Bean. So I had Jim Bean Devil's oh, Cut. Oh, 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 oh. The Devil's Cut Jim Bean was good. You don't like Jim Bean at all? Like none of them? This nigga rubbing his forehead like rock and shit. <laughs> no, so I'm gonna give it three. He gave it two on this one, dog. As far as drinkability, something you would drink on a regular. Is this something you would drink on a regular? On a regular, no. Yeah. Uh, you know, something I pull out from time to time. Yeah, that's something different. Okay. Yeah, so I give it a three. Definitely not on a regular. Because you know me, uh, if you've been watching us from season one to season two, you know, I, again, I, I've got a softer palate. So I like some sweeter things. Um, so this definitely wouldn't be a day-to-day. -day. I think the Dark Horse, though, I think the Dark Horse is Traverse City. Mm. Traverse. So in case you haven't, uh, Traverse City was episode two or three. Mm -hmm. Since then... Aside from the show, I've had three bottles of Traverse City. <laughs> I can't even hold you up. The shit is good. Um, this season is probably the closest thing to uh, Bro, uh, Bro Brothers. Bro Brothers for me right now is number one for this season. Um, but a close, a running close to uh, would definitely be Traverse City. Yeah. 
And, oh God, man, I really wish we could drink the other one because that shit was so good. The other one from Michigan that we won't even say the name. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, because <laughs> that shit was good. I ain't gonna lie. Um, so again, make sure that if you are checking us out on YouTube right now that you hit that subscribe button and hit the little bell so next time that we go live, you will get that uh, announcement. And again, hit us in the comment box and let us know what other whiskeys or bourbons you would like us to give a try. Um, Bo, on the way out, bro, uh, any last sentiments you wanna leave with the people? Yeah, about you a gun. Learn how to use it safely. Mm -hmm. Train with that gun. Get you a license to carry. Teach your kids. Sure. Teach your friends. Have your friends teach their friends. For sure. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Be ready. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Yeah, and I would definitely say that. Definitely, I think uh, learning how to arm yourself is very important now. You gotta really change the narrative of what bearing arms means at this point. Um, you gotta take the negative connotation out of like, uh, you got to take the criminal element out of firearms in the black community because we do have that element. So we got to change that. I think once we change that narrative for ourselves, possibly that narrative may be changed in the eyes of others. And it may possibly help with our communication between, of course, our, our community and law enforcement. Possibly, you know. Um, outside of that, though, if you get accepted into a group, learn what the fuck naga means before <laughs> before you start making asinine ass comments uh in the comment box so uh to the next time though, i really enjoyed this conversation though and real quick though i did want to give a, a salute to my man ro uh who actually passed away earlier like right before we started recording this show um it's a uh, romaine harris uh this is his legit name if you're from the city of detroit you may recognize him as enj uh, he's a he's a retired rapper at this point uh, from you know from the 90s early 2000s uh, shout out to my man Ro passed away earlier today man shout out to the whole Harris family uh, hey look out for each other take care of each other like my man Bo said earlier you living in a time for real if somebody crossed your mind you like damn I need to holler at that cat or I need to holler at that old girl or a, a, a parent a loved one whatever Take the time out to do it because you just yeah. really don't know like when yeah. that shit will be your last one, dog. Uh, not to be on a sober note, dog, but uh, <laughs> let's get up out of here. Um, shout out to Joe Lewis, man. You know what I'm saying? Definitely a, definitely a good drink. But uh, to the next time, man, you already know what it is. Beers, bourbon, whiskey podcast, man. Everybody loves BBW. It's your boy, Q Lewis, holding it down live from the 48205. Got my man Bo in the building. Sure. We out here, man. We about to get blitzed. <laughs> Check out our next time. <laughs> blitzed. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you or your company are looking to jump into the podcast world, now is the time. The Plug Agency is here to connect you to the full power of podcasting. You just record and leave the rest to us. The people are listening and want to hear from you. Theplug-agency.com. That's theplug-agency.com. Click the link in the episode description for an exclusive offer. One, two, three. Four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, 
Use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.